It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with the Selena Haley Kylie drama, George of the Jungle, and an <laughs> E.T. sequel. Incredible. What a range. You guys, you better buckle up because we're about to dive so deep, probably deeper than we've ever gone on this podcast, maybe, mm-hmm. besides the James Charles YouTube scandal <laughs> of 2019 or whatever that was. Anyway, uh, we have resident pop culture expert in-house, Amelia Wedemeyer, to help us parse through all of the Hailey Bieber, Selena Gomez, and then like Kylie Jenner drama. Right. So. That's we also have an extra week because we were off last week. So like True. Amelia has gone long in this outline <laughs> with all two weeks of drama to catch up on. I'm very Indeed. excited. It's all right. Crazy. I'm going to hand it to you. Go ahead, Amelia. Okay. So first off, let's get a little background for the people who don't know, or maybe they're like slightly familiar with the timeline. So, okay. Selena Gomez, we all know who she is. And Justin Bieber, we know who he is. They were in an on-off relationship from December 2010 to March 2018. You know, they were together. Then they weren't. Then they were. Then they weren't. Blah, 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 blah. Then, yeah, a long time. While on a break with Selena, Justin dates Haley Bieber, who, well, at the time, Haley Baldwin. Her dad is Stephen Baldwin. She's a niece of Alec Baldwin. We know, we know that family. Um, For like a month at the end of 2015, the beginning of 2016. And this is when we get the really just iconic. I always think of uh, this article whenever I think of her is um, his February 2016 GQ profile by (laughs) Katie Weaver, where she describes Haley in the room and she's doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. No TV, no book, no phone, no computer, no music, no nothing. That's what the quote is. She's just sitting. She's just sitting on the bed. This was my introduction to her as a person. And I've also never been able to shake it. I just, I mean, it's, it's it encompasses, it really encompasses her, I think, as a person. On that note, I feel like Haley has always been like the other woman from the moment that they started dating because Selena and Justin were so beloved. They hit a whole age group right at the right time, like myself yes. included and people much younger than me who are big Justin Bieber fans actually shockingly adopted Selena and were okay Mm-hmm. And like wanted and rooted for this love story as opposed to be like, oh my God, that should right. be me. One less lonely girl. So Haley has always <laughs> had the odds stacked against her, I would say. Oh, yeah. this whole dynamic. Completely. Yeah. And as we know, we know she has like, I don't want to use the word stalked, but there is evidence that she like, there's a whole like thread about how she was 
friends with one of his stalkers or stalker super fans. And she would like coordinate with the super fan to see him in person. There are old (laughs) photos of him and her meeting on the red carpet. There are old tweets that people have been circulating of her being like, I'm a Jelena fan, which is like the Justin Selena celebrity name, relationship name. Like it's people have brought out the receipts to drag this woman down. So anyway, wow. they so tough, tough place and, to start. From. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not great. But, you know, I mean, happy for her. She did some witchcraft and now, you know, she's she's with him. But anyway, uh, so Haley and Justin had been kind of circling each other for a while because they're both friends with the Kardashian Jenner people. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, Justin and Haley resume their relationship in June 2018 Um and they get engaged literally a month later, and then they marry in November. And doing mm. this timeline, I forgot that they literally got engaged a month later. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because we thought it would never happen. We were like, this is way too fast. It's crazy. Also, Amelia, I think this is going to be your next point, but weren't Selena and Justin, didn't they rekindle like months before they they the did. Haley and Justin rekindled again. He's with literally Kenna. okay. Continue then. It's so bad. It's I'm not bad. I don't want to say it's bad. Well, it's well, you can read between the lines. <laughs> um, so, but yes, to your point, there were rumors that Justin and Selena were on the track for marriage in 2018 because they broke up in March 2018 at the urging of his psycho Hillsong pastor. You know the guy who right, yeah. everyone outed as like a being a bad person. And I guess he was pressuring Justin, you got to get married. Justin allegedly took a celibacy pledge, which probably also added to the expedited timeline. You know, there are a lot of just little elements. And Mm -hmm. I guess Selena allegedly expressed concern over how quick this timeline was and they break things off. And this is when Justin goes back to Haley, who again is probably, you know, sitting there staring at a wall waiting for Justin <laughs> to call her. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in no, a... No, we do. A little bit. A little <laughs> As bit. in like there are facts way. to back me up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's cut to the present. Um, it's September of 2022. So only a few months ago, Haley goes on call her daddy and she declares, she's like, there is no feud. I respect and love Selena. Okay. Um, And in October, Selena and Haley stun the world when they pose together for photos at the Academy Museum Gala. Do you remember these photos? They're all buddy buddy. We talked about it at length. Yeah, we did. Yes. Yes. We were shook. Completely. So insane. Up until this fall, they had actually, I mean, you know, there's like videos and the Selena how do you call them? Jelena fans will never let Hailey Bieber fully be free. But I feel like she laid low or got to lay low for a little bit. They got married. They had like this beautiful wedding. Everybody loves. She kind of turned into a style icon. She got this enormous glow up after marrying him. Mm -hmm. And now is like the face of clean beauty, trendsetter, the nail polish or whatever. The glazed donut. Yeah. The Erewhon smoothie. Yes. What more do you want? (laughs) She got a a little bit of peace. And then now here we are in the fall. Continue. Exactly. She flew too close to the sun. Um, You know, then in early January 2023, so literally, what, a month ago, two months ago, Selena goes on vacation. This is when she was going on vacation with the Beckham pelts. Oh, yes. Yikes. Um, In Mexico. And she gets body shamed, which is just, that's bad. Obviously, I feel for her. Yeah, we were friend shaming her. We weren't body shaming her. Exactly. We were friend shaming (laughs) hang out. Two completely different different things. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then soon after, Hailey Bieber posts a TikTok of herself, mean girl, Kendall Jenner. I stand by that. And Justine Skye, who is also her good friend, dubbing a soundbite that is I'm not saying she deserved it, but God's timing is always right. And they're all holding like little wine glasses and looking shady. Um, And people at the time speculated that she's referring to Selena. But Haley deletes the TikTok and she denies that it's about anyone. But the timing was just very like suspicious behavior. Exactly. Plus, these girls are not 40. They grew up online. They know how to do a subtle, not really subtle dig. Mm -hmm. They know how to bully people online without actually, you know, naming it. Exactly. So then in February, so again, it's March, but like literally two days ago was February. um, Selena comments on a fan's TikTok commentary about the God's timing incident. And she, she writes, it's okay. I don't let these things get me down. Be nice to everyone. Little X. Which is like, 
Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then later in February, this is when we get to like the this, this is, is the the catalyst exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Selena, who after she was also posting about Bella Hadid about how Bella Hadid is so beautiful, which I thought was like really. Weird. It was just like okay. I mean, like she is, but like just weird. We know. <laughs> we know exactly. Uh, Selena over laminates her brows, and she shares her experience on TikTok uh, and Instagram stories. Kate. Okay. This is what gets me. It's like, <laughs> if Selena over laminated her brows and was like, I look so good, you could make fun of that. You know, right. like you could be like, okay, girl, like rein it back. We do a lot of eyebrow content on this pod. We have definitely made fun of eyebrows before. But if you're making fun of yourself, which she is in this TikTok, like she's mm-hmm. like, I accidentally over laminated my brows. Mm-hmm. Look how silly they are. This is like, you. why would you make fun of that? She's making fun of herself. She knows... She knows she looks crazy. Yeah. Right. And so the fact that this is what sparked everything is so dumb to me. Where like, it's It's insane. She doesn't think she's slaying. Like, why would she post something that makes fun of this, which we're about to talk about, when like she's already making fun of herself? It makes so dumb. It's so dumb. And it also just shows you what type of person like the Jenners are. I'm sorry. I do not like the Jenners. Looking for an opportunity, you know? Exactly. They are reaching for just whatever they can find. Yeah. Exactly. So, which brings us to Kylie Jenner, like very soon after, shares a couple of photos on her Instagram story. There's a selfie with text. Uh, that reads, this was an accident with like a bunch of question marks laid over the eyebrow eye area, which damning, damning, damning. I'm sorry, but the FBI would be like, you're going to prison. <laughs> um, and then she also posts another photo of a FaceTime with Haley Bieber zoomed in on both of their yeah. eyebrow eye areas. This is where I draw the line. This is actually, exactly. this is yeah, bad. It's targeted. Kylie doesn't <laughs> so do anything on accident <laughs> and true. especially does not post on social media, like just for fun. She has a very notoriously serious Instagram, a pretty boring yes. Instagram. And for this to come out of nowhere, Kendall and Haley are the closer friends. Like to have this intersect it's, at this time, I was like, exactly. you all are rude. And I hate yeah. you. This exactly. is purposeful. It's so purposeful. I mean, it's like her mom is. Uh, they know uh, how to play the game. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, don't come to me. I, whatever. Then Kylie, she comments on a TikTok commentary video about her IG stories that are like the commenter was like, I might be reaching, but I'm pretty sure this is related to Selena over laminating her brows. And Kylie comments with a, this is reaching no shade towards Selena ever. And I didn't see her eyebrow posts. You guys are making something out of nothing. This is silly. This is silly, so condescending to. It, it really is. It really is. And, and then, I'm going to say this a hundred times. Yeah, but like, please. Commenting on a fan's TikTok is just right. loser behavior. Like, it I get really out of the is. TikTok comments. So much of this goes down in the TikTok comments. And I understand that it's like self-contained and like, I mean, it is part of TikTok. Like, it's a part of the social media experience. But like, mm-hmm. you're a celebrity. Get Maybe out of the we comments. We talked about the TikTok comments, and that's the yes. most free space for celebrities to be <laughs> ever. I guess that. I've never seen activity. It's, yeah, it's loser behavior to me. I'm like, get out of there. <laughs> Just <laughs> you have better things to do. I know. And do. then Selena also comments on the TikTok with agreed at Kylie Jenner. It's all unnecessary. I'm a fan of Kylie. Lies, lies, lies. Okay, no, yes. Also, speaking of these, all of these women just diving into these TikToks and these conspiracy theories proves our point that like they're all listening and they know like what everyone is saying because (laughs) there was another fan TikTok of a conspiracy theory um, (laughs) that basically... Kendall and um, Gigi Hadid took Selena Gomez to a vacation in Dubai for New Year's Eve in what year? 2014. 2014. So that Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber could be together and alone and like Selena, the true love, like wouldn't be there to tempt Justin Bieber basically. And Kylie liked that video and added it to her favorites, which, you know, celebrities are good (laughs) at social media up until a point. I don't think she knew that that stuff is public. You can see that's a new feature on TikTok, as you can see when someone adds something to your favorites. Yeah. And so she added it to her favorites. So clearly they're all watching the same fan videos and knowing what we're all saying. And like, you know, they're not dumb, you know, exactly. Yeah. 
they're being served the same stuff. You're right. As we are. And they're liking it. They're out here being crazy and liking it. (laughs) Because then also in February, a TikTok featuring an old clip, which is at least four years old because the show, it was a show that Hailey Bieber co-hosted called Drop the Mic. and In her Chrissy Teigen era? Yes. (laughs) Like legitimately. (laughs) And um her co-host mentions like Taylor Swift and then Haley is seen making like a gagging motion after Taylor's mentioned. And so then Selena comments on this TikTok for whatever goddamn reason with so sorry, my best friend is and continues to be one of the best in the game. <sighs> okay. Why? On one hand, I think People, because everyone was like, wow, this proves that like Hailey Bieber is a mean girl and she was bullying Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift is unbullyable mm. by Hailey Bieber. Like the power right. imbalance between exactly. Taylor Swift, world famous superstar, and Hailey Bieber, <laughs> jobless model. Like, yeah. I'm so, okay, she's a skincare line. Like, who doesn't? But yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, the, you can't, she can't bully Taylor Swift at this point. You know, like it just, it can't happen. And again, on that note, like Selena. She doesn't need you to defend her in totally. TikTok comments. I, Seriously. I do really agree with that. Also, this is not the first time that Haley and then Justin have gone after Taylor Swift. Did you see the video that went viral after Taylor Swift got her wisdom or LASIK eye surgery and she was staring oh, at yeah. a banana and was like, I killed a banana. Like I can't <laughs> eat it. It doesn't have a head. Literally, <laughs> Haley and Justin posted on Instagram stories, and Justin Bieber's like walking around his like enormous kitchen, being like, "I can't eat this banana." <laughs> They're like making fun of this very viral video of Taylor Swift, and Haley's like, ah, "That is so <laughs> funny!" Like in the back, yeah, it's so hilarious. And, and like, yes, okay, it proves that she's mean, but also like, again, you don't need to defend Taylor Swift. Like, totally, it's Taylor Swift, right? Totally, she's fine. So like, she- this is just Selena stirring shit up again for herself. For her, why are you continuing this? Like, are you so so bored? Yes. What is happening? It's so crazy. And I just love that Taylor once again is like, I don't want to, no, leave me out of this narrative. I'm not going to come defend you. I'm not like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm busy being the biggest star in the entire world (laughs) other than Beyonce. Exactly. (laughs) And the crazy thing is not only that, but Selena continues this is what gets me. She continues to leave random <laughs> comments on people's TikToks that reference this whole situation going on, being like, thanks for the support. Love you. And I'm just like, that's you the are thing. so famous. What are you it's doing? Like, yeah. And that's honestly what makes this because like if she wasn't doing this, it would be such a cut and dry like Team Selena yeah. situation. But the fact that she is acting like this and like is embarrassing herself like this is what makes it like it's hard. It's hard. It, not hard to root for her because obviously we are Team Selena, but she has to log off. She I has have. to. Yeah. Also speaking of, we probably all need to log off because the amount of Instagrams I've seen of kind of like compilations of Justin Bieber kind of just like putting Haley Bieber in a corner, oh shutting my God. a big SUV car door on her, running away via skateboard. Haley Bieber yeah, trips I in Times Square and has I mean, to like chase after him. It, <laughs> It's um, everyone, including myself, because I've been fed too many videos now. Uh, Seriously. Needs to. Uh, it, I just can't believe how much there is here. There's so much content. Yeah. To yeah. Actually, though, <laughs> it's unreal. And I guess another pe- thing that people keep bringing up is like her copying Selena. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, some of this are reaches for sure. But the thing I can't get over is the G tattoo. So um, I guess Shem. a lot of people have a G tattoo that's like for some sort of like religious thing, like related to like supporting this girl to uh, Selena's little sister, I believe Gracie maybe, but then it's like related hers is for Gracie. And then other people's are like Georgia. It's for Georgia Veach. Who's like the daughter of a pastor who had like a brain disease. Anyway, a lot of people have a G tattoo. Selena Gomez has the G tattoo in a script behind her neck. Justin Bieber also has a G on his arm. Mm. And then Haley Bieber then also got a G in the oh, script behind her ear. Oh my God. In the exact same spot as Selena Gomez. And like, Ugh. listen, it, it's the exact same two in the exact same spot. And like, yeah, maybe you were on Pinterest and you just thought that was a good spot for a tattoo. But maybe. like the fact that she was so obsessed with Justin Bieber, she was a yeah. Jelena fan. She yeah. was a fan of Selena. She, I'm sure knew about the tattoo. Yeah. Why would you get it in the same exact spot? 
That's weird. Did you guys it see is. the videos? And you can tell me if this is reaching. I kind of believed it, but I, I believe a lot. I'm very naive. Where <laughs> Selena had like two very famous interviews where someone was like, what do you wish people knew about you? And she goes like, I wish people knew my heart. And it was very emotional. And the interviewer was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. And then freaking Haley Bieber Baldwin was on, you know, some late night Jimmy Kimmel Fallon situation years later at, or yeah, sometime later and said like, I wish people just like knew my heart. Oh! Listen, Find a new if, way she, to say it. if we didn't have she's the been receipts. studying that she was a fan <laughs> and she was obsessed with Justin and she was obsessed with Selena, then I would be like, okay, well, but I, yeah. I, tr- I do believe that she's never had an original thought. So <laughs> I yeah, do think true. that this maybe it wasn't purposeful and it like planted itself in her brain and she like copied it. But yeah, yeah no, I think that I think, I think that she's that yeah. is related. Yeah. She totally, she's been pouring over old videos. You know what she's been, she Listen, like, she, we ha- again, we have the tweets about being a gelinator or whatever. Yeah. Like if you exactly. hadn't outed yourself as a fan, then like maybe some of these things would be less believable, but right. clearly okay. you're paying attention and you were paying attention. Right. It's so true. So what's up now, suspicious. Amelia? What's happened since okay. all of these things? So then after all this happens, like a couple weeks, a week ago, uh, Selena says she's, she's taking a break from social media. Only to come crawling back like a week later, not even days later. <laughs> Literally the group chat where we she said that and Kaya, I think Kaya said it. And we were like, thank God, log <laughs> off. You're too famous for this. And then days later, we like shared another post. We we're like, she's fucking back. Like, Selena, <laughs> it's great. I please log off. Like, I just I mean, Amelia's going to get into the stats in a second and it's working for her. Clearly, we're talking about her, yeah. obviously, but it, you were just on the cover of like the Vanity Fair Hollywood issue. You were the most famous person on that cover. Legitimately. You, I, I just, you're too big for this. You're doing She's a show with Meryl Streep and yes. a bunch of prestige actors and like you have an actual career and I just, yeah. you don't do need you, it. Do you think that Selena is like coming to set every day and like going to Martin Short and Steve Martin being like, you guys, you will never believe this bitch. <laughs> love to know how much they know like are they aware <laughs> at all I know. seriously oh god okay so then currently it looks like i'm not kidding selena has gained eight million i think it might be more since i checked eight million followers on instagram since this whole entire thing broke i followed her this week crazy. i'm so sorry oh, i didn't before but i was like yeah i'm gonna wow. show my support in this way <laughs> i love that yeah and then kylie has lost one million and <laughs> Haley has lost over 700,000. I think it's more. Yeah. And with that, Selena is back to beating Kylie as the most followed amazing. woman on Instagram. That's great. Crazy. That's amazing. Honestly, amazing. Kylie losing a million followers is actually crazier to me. Like the fact that people were either like so annoyed or so mad that they yeah. were like, I'm going to unfollow Kylie Jenner. Because yeah, like exactly. if, you're, if you know enough to be invested in the drama, then like, well, I feel I like know. I would continue following her because I want to see more. She's like a side character in all this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a weird she, reaction, I think, to unfollow her. It's so weird. But she deserves it. So what now? Amelia, in your opinion, who has won this whole battle? Is the battle over? Like, what is next? Where does it end? You know I, what I mean? I, I get it. I know. I don't know. I'm like following this on pins and needles. I'm like, all right, refreshing my Google, being like, what's going yeah. on? What's going on? I just think that like, obviously it looks like Selena has won this if she's gained nearly 10 million new followers. Yeah. But, you know, she's also too big for this. Yeah. I think we're at the point where like they are chilling out about it, but then like yeah. side characters are trying to stay involved. Like Jordan Woods posted a TikTok oh, using yeah. her rare beauty lip liner. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. clearly being like nice team Selena. And like yeah. they're like other people are trying to be relevant by mm-hmm. inserting themselves into this narrative. And I think as long as Selena stays out of that, like is yeah. in Jordan Woods comments being like, oh, my God, it looks great on you. <laughs> then I think this will die down for a while. Um, but I have to say, I'm I'm. One, I think she does need to log off. She won, but she needs to log off. Yeah. However, I do love this kind of like petty detailed shit. Yeah. And it's amazing. I remember when we talked about that Selena Haley picture that they took together. I definitely felt like let down. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I was like, it was very anticlimactic. And I was like, okay, you know, we talked about their reps, like whatever, putting them together for this picture. And we we're like, okay, right. I guess like we can't talk about this anymore. I feel great joy that we can continue to talk about this. Yeah. I can't truly. lie. And I hope that it dies down for a while. And then, you know, maybe in a year, someone does something petty again and it comes back. I, I love a good petty feud where both sides are fine. Right. You know, like exactly. they're fine. Uh, also, and we can just kind of get into the dumb, stupid details. 
I just wish we could fast forward like 30 years in the future and be like, because these two are kind of like my JLo Ben Affleck. Like, I don't want to wish ill on anyone's marriage, but I'm like, I wonder if these two are ever going to find each other again. You know what my prediction is? What? Haley and Justin will split up eventually. They're very but young. But he would have to be the one to do it because you know she's like yeah. staying in this marriage. Either way, they split up. And then in like 10 years, Haley and Selena have like a thing where they're like, oh, we're friends now. And it was oh. the man all along. Oh, and nice. they have like their girl power revival. Okay. okay. And like that's the next okay. long-term step. Speaking of ganging up on Justin Bieber, last thought, <laughs> can we not take a moment to put a little bit of blame on him. Like, where yeah. is this man in this saga if your current and previous significant other are in the weeds of this feud? He has to post one thing, one photo, even a, a crumb of like, I love Haley. Like, it's all good. All of you guys are like fake and crazy. Right. And silence. Yeah. Silence everywhere. And I know we want all these people to log off, but it was his birthday yesterday or something. He could have just just post a photo. Right. You know, she Haley, posted no a caption, bunch of pictures no of him. Yeah, uh, it's like give he... us something to say that like you're standing by a woman and all, yeah. everyone else no. is the ones in the wrong. But yeah. no, he refuses. That, so it's just like so indicative of their relationship again, where he's skateboarding by and she's falling on the ground that and video? he does not oh, care. Yeah, that God. video kills me. Um, it's hard. Oh yeah, what a ride, just, you guys. Man, yeah, ride. Amelia, thank you so much. Thank you so much, well, Amelia. Thank you guys. It was you put the pot on fun. your back. <laughs> This was fun. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> we went really deep. All right. Let's keep going with this other category. Not worth the tea this week in social media and relationship news. Kate. Guys, Kiki Palmer had her baby. We love mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer. We ride mm-hmm. for her on this podcast. And her child has been introduced to the world. She shared the first pictures. First of all, great glasses. I love like, yes, a fashion so glasses yes. moment. Uh-huh. And she uh, is like doing kind of like the Oprah statement glasses thing <laughs> oh, here yeah. where it's like, I could never put these on my face, but they look unbelievable on you. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she gave birth to her son. His name is Leotis. Uh, and she shared a bunch of pictures with him and her boyfriend, Darius Jackson. And she is just the queen of content always. And the baby is yeah. super cute. And she just looks adorable. amazing and the baby is adorable and yeah. we're very happy for her. We love her. Yes. Speaking about being happy for other people, uh, <laughs> Amelia, did you write God is Real, Tommy Fury beat Jake Paul? Thank yes. you. <laughs> I know you were equally invested in this fight as I was, um, but it's true. Tommy Fury has beat Jake Paul in eight Whoa. rounds in Saudi Arabia in like a, a match two and a half years in the making. Wow. And this started in early 2021. I'm very happy it's over and I'm very happy that... Uh, Tommy Fury beat him and he's been like leaving his infant child at home and he had this lovely reunion with Molly May. Also, apparently he like just earned $4.5 million. So good for him. Also good for him. I have to say, didn't know that Jake Paul was as good at boxing as he is. Admittedly, I did not know that he had never lost. But mm. also, I didn't know that he had only fought people who do not currently box. <laughs> I right. was going to say. That was, was this is like say. the first current boxer he's ever fought yeah, and right. immediately lost, right? Also, he's just only fought like retired people yes. in the past. And I'm only basing this off of my brother who's actually a big like fan of this sport. But Ooh. I think Tommy Fury's also not that good at boxing. Like I think, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, I think that was the vibe I got His brother also. is like yeah. the kingpin, like really right, like amazing. Right. This was it. like the boxer he potentially thought that he could be and therefore decided to fight. Exactly. Yes. Regardless, I am very happy uh, for him. And now he's back home with his baby Bambi. Oh. So um, talk about this picture that you have in the outline. Okay. Quickly. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> in my research, I got these articles. They like go through every little move that these two make. So I was doing big scrolls because I don't need that. Anyway, <laughs> boxing is just so funny to me because these two are like exchanging words, like at the weigh in, I guess, That's where so they're like by the outs, you know, me- measuring how much they weigh. And they're so close together. Their lips are almost touching. And they're like, you know. <laughs> kind of kiss. Doing so, they're basically right. kissing. And uh, anyway, they're shit talking each other. But it doesn't oh, matter. Anyway, the lack of self-awareness. Funny. Like I'm looking at this. This picture is like literally you're about to make out. Like Yes. As this photo is being taken, they're saying, I'm chill. I'm a real killer. I don't have to do all that acting shit. <laughs> oh and then the one other response, I'm a real fucking dog. This is how I do it. And it <laughs> oh, my God. 
That just makes me cringe. Oh, anyway. that's so funny. I also wow. love, I was reading a New York Times review of this boxing match. And oh, they wow. Were, yeah, and they like were talking about Jake Paul's uh, previous boxing bouts. And they were saying like, he has faced retired NBA players and <laughs> oh, former MMA fighters. And they were like really dragging him. It was hilarious. Yeah. It's great. Um, um, okay, what else? All right. I have a bone to pick with Esquire. Chris Pine. Uh, did a photo shoot with them and a bunch of content. He looks great. He's in like mm-hmm. his Silver Fox moment. He cut his hair. He did yeah. cut his hair. I'm a little sad about that, to be honest. We had the same hair for a while and I was I was enjoying it. <laughs> um, but Esquire did this video with him where he like reacts to memes and they showed him mm-hmm. a bunch of the Venice Don't Worry Darling memes. Uh, and they did not include mine, which I genuinely wow. believe was the original meme. Where he's sitting there and it's like I know yours had like a bunch yours was exuding, like top mine was tweet. the biggest one. Like not to be dramatic, but Esquire, like Do you And think- I think the problem is that it was too niche. Oh. And it was mine was like because I did the um being in the corner of a room, like giving off negative energy because I don't want to be there. Yeah. And I think Chris Pine doesn't know the negative energy meme and they mm. knew that. Oh. And so they had to give him a few that were like more accessible. So they did the one where it was okay. like me on my couch, like watching my cat throw up on the carpet and then like another one, you know, like, yeah, I think mine was too Gen Z, unfortunately for Chris Pine, but I did feel spurned. Well, yeah. I mean, yours was the biggest one. I think also they probably, they probably, it was so close to probably how he was actually feeling that they didn't want to include it, you <laughs> too know? Close to home. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He did go on to talk about, you know, he was like, I didn't spit on Harry Styles, but like it did look like I did. Um, yeah. And I love that we're like far enough removed from that now that he can he can talk about it and laugh about it with the rest mm-hmm. of us. Um, sort of related in terms of showing celebrities things. Uh, this came out this morning, actually. We have to stop ambushing celebrities with thirst tweets on the red carpet. Um, yeah. You probably will have seen this by the time this pod comes out, but there's a video going around this morning of Pedro Pascal at the Mandalorian premiere. Oh my God. And Access Hollywood uh, comes up to him and they're like, will you please read these thirst tweets? And first of all, BuzzFeed owns that angle. That's so, like, so true. Back off. Like, that's embarrassing. You don't need to literally steal their con. Like, they don't own it, own it. But like, come on. But yeah. like, they kind of do. Right. And second of all, there's a huge difference between their videos, which are like, they agree to do it. Yeah. Pre-approved. You know, you edit it. They can mm-hmm. approve things that they don't want in there. They're like, yes, I will read these tweets that say all sorts of crazy things about me. Yeah. And like sticking these in someone's face on the red carpet and being like, react and read this out loud yeah. to someone. And exactly. Peter Pascal just like doesn't do it. He handles it pretty well. He just reads it and he's like, wow, haha, thanks. Oh, I'm God. not going to say that. And then like walks away. <laughs> they did it to Jonathan Majors as well. And oh, like, wow. it just is, it's just bad. Like, don't, there does need to be like a level of consent to like making someone yeah. read these. Totally. And he like plays into this enough. Like, how many times have I seen it uh, right. where he's like, I am like, dad or whatever he's right. father I what, think whatever he, that whole mother dad thing right. is yeah. I just, and like I'm sure that's probably why they did it because they were like he'll be a good sport about it. like he'll do it but like yeah, but he like, has to agree to do it before he yeah, has like exactly. a red carpet is such the wrong place for that and like you've seen if people do this all the time now is like on the, they try to do these viral videos on red carpets yes, and it's just the wrong totally. you have to you have this is like pre-approved stuff you know I, I totally agree not to be too much of a stick in the mud yeah. but god forbid they want to talk about the it's show icky. or the, the project that they are walking the red carpet for. And right. Stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, he's like the, the two biggest shows right now. He's on The I Last know. of Us, The Mandalorian. And like, again, red carpet's tough. Like you get three minutes. Yeah. And sometimes you want to do fun, buzzy content and your boss has told you to do something. And like, I get it. But the thirst sweet stuff, I think, is is the, where the line is. Like we, we yeah. have to stop, stop yeah. doing that. And, and that, also, I think, is what people are are saying in general this morning. So maybe, and it's from Access Hollywood, which is like so boomer to me. Right. It's just like yeah. you're just trying. And to again, just like feed. someone already does. Yeah, someone already does that. Like, yeah, come up with something new. Ask him yeah. about his fun little cardigan that's tied around his neck. Like, what are we, <laughs> come on, exactly. Um, so yeah, just a PSA, I guess. Let's stop. Yeah. Stop with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, this is honestly the biggest it story is. that we missed last week, and we must discuss Amelia. I can't stop stop thinking about this. I can't stop humming this like in the shower (laughs) and stuff. Okay. So the BAFTAs happened like what? One or two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we were off, whatever. Um, And Ariana DeBose, Academy Award winning actress. I, I think she hosted it and she came out with a little number praising she was like, all the ladies in the room supporting and leading. I'll hear, I presume. Yeah, I know like all the lyrics. Um, 
And she does this whole like bit of her singing about them. And she like goes through each one and the camera cuts to each one every time. And uh, we get a varying degree of like faces of people being like, okay. And some people are just like, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, always is like rocking out to it. She's like, woo. It's like, Jamie Lee, you are all of us. But there's... (laughs) There's this this one part of her rap, which apparently she wrote and everything. I'm not saying it was, well, it it was not. It was tough. It was tough. (laughs) It was tough. It was just like, what are you doing? And they cut Uh, to like her doing it for, for Angela Bassett. She's like. Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman king. And I, <laughs> I've been microdosing this video Same. for the past two weeks and watching little clips of it as it comes across my timeline, as you know, so that I don't literally die of embarrassment. Of course. Uh, and the Angela Bassett did the thing has also been stuck in my head. And it's actually, though, so luckily good. we've come back around. And yeah. I mean, it was instantly memed, instantly iconic. I mean, and I Angela just Bassett it. actually included it in her speech. <laughs> yes, uh, she was like, Angela Bassett did the thing. I was like, you know what? Yes. yes. That's yes. where we want to be. It's like, we're not, uh, at, it's not mean spirited. No. She tried. It was the I wrong, know. the problem is that it was, it was really the wrong. I mean, it was awkward, but it was also just the wrong setting. You can't do that at the BAFTAs. At the BAFTAs. Like, exactly. It was just like, this is weird. Like, this is like very much like, uh, it should be at like, the People's Choice Awards. Exactly. It was People's yeah. Choice Awards <laughs> energy, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. out here uh, rapping, singing. But I love what I really love is like, listen, she is in better shape than me, but I'm I'm just pointing out that she was like kind of heavy breathing through all this because really she was also rap. trying to like perform, you know, like actually doing movements. And so she was like, she's like, all the ladies in the room supporting and leading all here, I presume. And you know, you could kind of tell she was like a little winded and she <laughs> Didn't so, quite pace it right. Yeah. Exactly. And so she's like, Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman gang. It like, adds an urgency so good. that just yeah. makes it so much funnier. Oh, oh. I just like yeah, it's stuck good. in my head forever now. But I just yeah. I, I love truly it. had to address it. Yeah. yeah. One day, Kate, you and I will watch the whole thing. I have I've hired Hans and you and I still have this done point. It. Uh, I've been watching the clips. First, it was good. without sound. Then I added sound. <laughs> oh, you had to okay. watch it all starts finish, but I'm not there yet. Who was your favorite, like, cut to? Like, you know, oh after they, she said the names. Well, I mean, Kate Blanchett, I'm always like, I love her. Love and her. she was perturbed. <laughs> I love Viola Davis snapping in the back. Yeah, oh, that was fun. <laughs> I like the ones that were into it, actually. Yeah. Where I'm like, you're you're a good sport. I know. Yeah. Ana de Armas was just like, I fucking don't oh, want to be here. <laughs> It was really funny. Anna Diarmas was like, I cannot be memed again. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I the need takeaway to, no from reaction. award shows this year, especially, is like, just be careful with your face because the camera's yes. always on you. Yes. It's yes, always yes. on you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, 
Visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's do cringe mode. We're continuing our Oscar series. We're back to it. Uh, We took a little rom-com break. That was bad. And now we're back uh, (laughs) where we're picking an Oscar-nominated actor and watching a movie from like their, you know. One of their, from their cringe era. (laughs) Yeah. So this week we're doing George of the Jungle, released in 1997. Kate, the plot. Our guy, Brendan Fraser, nominated for The Whale. We're just, you know, taking it back. I had never seen this, but I had seen it. Twitter loves this movie. They love <laughs> Brendan Fraser's abs in this movie. And who among us does not? <laughs> but this uh, is based on the like 1967, like animated TV show, which is like a spoof of Tarzan. So like, you know, layers of spoofing happening here. The movie takes place in Africa where Leslie Mann, she's like a San Francisco rich girl named Ursula. Tough name. Uh, she is on an African adventure and she's interrupted by like her shitty fiance, Lyle, who kind of crashes and just kind of sucks. They get attacked by a lion and saved by none other than George of the Jungle. Um, oh, love it. And again, he's just Tarzan, but ridiculous. And <laughs> they fall in love. He like takes her to his little treehouse. They fall in love. He introduces <laughs> her to all his little animal friends. One of them is like a talking ape. And uh, Lyle and some poachers discover the talking ape and they're like, we got to take him to Las Vegas to put on a show, which sure. Um, George tries to defend him. He gets shot. And so then the second half of the movie is like Ursula taking him to San Francisco for medical attention to introduce him to the real world. Uh, They fall in love. He tries to understand it. He does all sorts of ridiculous things. Her family is like, why are you in love with this man who talks in third person and is allergic to clothes? Um, and eventually he like leaves her. He's like, I'm not right for you. He goes back to the jungle to save the talking ape again because the talking ape is still in trouble. Um, and there's a whole fight <laughs> and they win and he and Ursula get married and have a little baby and live happily at Raptor in the jungle. Lovely. Yeah. Nice. It's so sweet. Let's do highlights, Amelia. Um, you know, it's, it had been a while since I had seen this movie. And so it was nice to revisit it. And I thought I found myself really enjoying it. There's like a level of camp to this with just with yes. the narration, just the goofiness that is, I, we need more of it in current films, you know? Yes. You're so right. There's a self-aware goofiness, like that reminded me of like Josie and the Pussycats, you know, where it's like, we yeah. know that this plot is absurd. We know that these characters are ridiculous. Yes. And like, we're just going to lean in. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And I miss that. They like break the fourth wall a lot in this movie <laughs> yeah, and just do. stare right at the camera and do something. They talk to the narrator as mm-hmm. well. And then probably my favorite goofy camp aspect is the fucking Kate said it, the giant ape. <laughs> Reading glasses, apron, and an English accent. I had actually totally forgotten about this character. Um, <sighs> voiced by John Cleese, who is sure. a treasure. Yeah. Icon. But yeah, like that's kind of the level we're working with here is like mm-hmm. that was like the best friend throughout this yeah. whole mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've got the theme song from the show yeah. at the oh. beginning in full. They don't cut the theme song shorts, the full theme song. Uh, they have like the like, animated intro. Loved that. They have the announcer guy again that they talk to back and forth. Like he's like, mm-hmm. that's actually too silly. And then they like yeah. change the plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it is like a gimmick, but it does work. Like it 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 is self-aware and it like adds like they know that this yeah. is ridiculous and we're just going to yeah. go with it. Yeah. Agreed. Just elephant in the room, not to, <laughs> not to do that. But Brendan Fraser, extremely hot in this movie. It has to be said. He's wearing a oh, loincloth no. for like two thirds of it. He is absolutely like got an eight pack. He's all oiled up <laughs> and he's in the prime of his life. Oh, and God. he looks amazing. It just ha- has to be acknowledged. Yeah. We'll discuss mm-hmm. how this role is like tough in other ways because there's a mm-hmm. lot of like physical slap, which I know we'll get into. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that right now. So there was a lot of that. And then out of the woodwork comes a scene where Leslie Mann and and Tarzan, George of the Jungle, thank you, are sharing a moment in his treehouse. It's like sunset. There's this crackling fire. They're joking around. And Brendan Fraser starts dancing, like being silly because like his band of apes is like playing the drums. And so there's like music going. His band of apes. You're right. And it could have been the worst scene in the entire world. You know what? It's not. 
It's super not. And it's like highly romantic and charming. And I was yeah. like really, sw- I was swooning. I can't lie. Yeah. Um, but he yeah, it's like a- kind of manic pixie dream girl thing where like she's watching him dance and she's like, he's crazy, but he's free. <laughs> <laughs> that's the vibe. Oh, oh, that's funny. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So that, big vibe there. <laughs> what else, Amelia? Oh my God. Woo. I just think the character also of George he yes. could easily be so fucking annoying because he's referring to himself in third person all the time. Yes. And is an, kind of an idiot, you know, because he was raised in the jungle by <laughs> apes. <laughs> um, but I guess these apes are smart. So, um, yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> he's dumber than the apes for sure. <laughs> yeah, yes, no he excuse. Is. <laughs> well, he also, he runs into trees all the time. So yeah, why did the English de- brain damage? Issues. Yeah, the ape is like very well read and is like I quoting know. a lot of like scholarly. He's like playing chess. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I Brendan Fraser is so good at like the cadence and and of uh, the speech and and comedic timing. He makes George just like so charming and goofy. Yeah. He is such a good act. Like I was just really impressed. He can do serious. He can do comedy really well. Like he's just yeah. a great actor. You know, yeah. he is. he's underrated. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of great actors, I actually thought Leslie Mann as Ursula, this might be her apex mountain of acting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, for those like really long time listeners, my Paul Rudd saga has turned into like Judd Apatow saga where I just yes. feel like he does not he's I don't he's like the him underlying too much. problem yeah he is and <laughs> I think that is the other problem with like Leslie Mann like this role she's not a miserable 40 something housewife who yes. is just annoying and nags her husband which is I have thoughts on that anyway but she's funny she's lighthearted mm-hmm. she falls in love she's got great comedic timing we knew that yes. because there's her other movies are comedies but I just thought you know, she can do more, Judd Apatow. Yeah, so she can. Put that she in also, like, bucket. she carries this whole movie. We don't even meet George she until, does. like, 15 minutes in. The whole yeah. She's the main character from the first scene. So, yes. great, great job. Also, speaking of great job, I, I think the big, uh, Amelia, what you'll say is the cast is good because I'm going to talk about another cast member, Thomas Hayden Church is Lyle. Yes. The annoying fiancé, stick up his butt, <laughs> thinks he owns everybody and whatever. Just great. Great at being an annoying Hilarious. side guy. You don't want them together. Not even a little bit. And um, he did He's great. really funny. He has like a very specific humor. He's yeah. the teacher in Easy A. Uh, that like the very deadpan teacher. And he's so funny in that. And I don't know. He just, he's he was like an interesting choice for this. Yeah. But he pulls it off. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then final highlight. This is silly. But movie Spawn Con may have peaked in this movie when... George of the Jungle is like, I have to get there fast to save uh, my ape friend. And he opens a shoebox and pulls out fucking 1997 Air Jordans and like ties them up and puts them on and then goes like speeding off into the jungle in shoes mm-hmm. for the first time in his life. I was like, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. That is how you do it. Mm-hmm. So true. All right, let's do some lowlights. Not a lot here, actually, but Kate, <laughs> I'll hand it to you. Kind of an overarching low light. Yeah. I do need like 20% less embarrassing slapstick. Mm. I was like, he can only run into trees so many times before I'm <laughs> does like, that a lot. A watch lot. out for that tree, George. <laughs> and I know that it's the whole thing. But Brendan Fraser is too hot and talented for him to be like <laughs> quite this silly. He does also, what he can, but it's does too it, much. Does it make sense for him to grow up in this environment and still not know how to navigate said environment? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Again, I know it's the whole concept, but like, I know. I do, it is too much. I know. Uh, however, for the correct level of silly, you should rewatch the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser. Cause like, mm. that's the, that's the correct level of like dashing, charming, goofy. Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't think he's really good. They're okay. great. I don't think I have either. Um, but this was like a little too silly. Yeah. I know I was just praising the dancing scene. And I do think that's my one true highlight, but the alternatively, there's another scene where they're in a waterfall where George is trying to like lean in for a kiss basically and seduce and like, whatever. He gets taught to like call like a mate, like an animal kind of. And so he's doing a bunch of really silly little things and shaggy Mr. Bombastic is playing in the background. And I was like, oh, I really, I'm having yeah. a hard time. I had a couple of moments where I was like, okay, I'm having fun. This is working. And then something would happen. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too yeah. far. Yeah. Um, I love how many real animals they used and like mm. seemingly real locations. It made me feel like I was watching like 
the nature channel every now and then. <laughs> um, they just like had zebras in the first scene and like monkeys and like all these like actual real mm-hmm. animals, which was fun. Uh, but then like the animal, like he would run into a tree and they'd cut to like the monkey wincing or like the lion being like, ooh, and the CGI faces were really bad. <laughs> Yeah. Also, a couple of stuffed animals being used here. When he punches the lion in the face, I got my iPhone out because you can't screenshot on fucking Disney Plus. And so this was worth it to me. There's like a giant stuffed animal lion that's That's just like supposed to be in this fight scene. They used their budget on the zebras Uh, and they had to make it happen with the the stuffed animals. Um, And then one other low light, he when he comes to the city, uh, they kind of like turn him into like the modern man. Mm -hmm. And he really gets a make under. They act mm. like it's a makeover. And I'm not just talking about the clothes. He puts on more clothes. We'll talk about that later. But he has like his wig, which we'll also talk about, is like very curly at the beginning. And they kind of blow it out when he goes yeah. to the city. And I'm like, <laughs> he looks worse. It's yeah. a make under. He does not look as good as he did. The yeah. humidity was working for him in the jungle. And we need to bring that back. Yeah. All right. What's age the best and the worst to you guys, Amelia? I think this cast, this cast is great. I mean, again, we've got Brendan Fraser, Leslie Mann, Thomas Hayden Church, uh, George or John Cleese, like just great cast. They're doing a lot of things. So great. Good for them. Yeah. Um, age the best for me. Once again, the wig. Uh, why mm. is before they straightened it? It looks a little tough after they straightened it. But <laughs> why is this wig better than any wig worn on Game of Thrones? Like what? <laughs> we've talked about it before, but what has happened to movie wig technology in the past 25 so years true. to make them so much worse. I had to look up the premiere of George of the Jungle to make sure that this wasn't his hair. Oh, wow. Like, I, I, I mean, I was pretty sure, but I was, there were a couple of things where I was like, you, it looks good. It does. It looks and yeah. I don't understand why wigs in movies have gotten so much worse. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Age the worst. When he goes to uh, the city, he has never worn pants before. He's a loincloth kind of guy. And he immediately starts wearing her dresses because uh, that's what he's used to. He -hmm. wears a dress in the house. And then he, when they go out, he's wearing like fully accessorized. He's got the dress and a little (laughs) cardigan and a hat and let George wear the pretty dress. If he wants to, there's a little line where it's like, Ursula was conservative about gender norms. I was like, well, that hasn't aged well, Ursula. (laughs) (laughs) If George wants to wear a dress, he looks great in it. He is accessorized to a T. And uh, I think forcing some, introducing someone to pants is truly evil. If they've never experienced (laughs) pants, like hard pants, not even leggings or sweatpants. Like she puts them in slacks. That is tough. That is a really mean thing to bring into someone's life. Yeah. (laughs) Also, age, this is age, I guess the best. Uh, Ursula, Leslie Mann, rocking some paper thin eyebrows and honestly yes. looks really good. She's like, shit, this it's is It's a strong <laughs> argument for bringing those back, it actually. Really it is. is. She looks look so much her. like her daughter, Iris, too. I don't know if any of you guys like yeah. know oh, about so her, but funny. anyway, they look identical. That and then last funny. one, Kate. One more age the worst. Uh, they made George of the Jungle 2. And the only returning cast member from the main cast was Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> That's tough. That's not who you want to see. Like, you don't I did go see to see that, George yeah. of the Jungle 2 just for the return of Lyle, you know? Yeah, that's uh, so funny. So that was, that was difficult for him. It's very true. Mm-hmm. All right. MVPs. Kate, who's your pick? Got to give it to Brendan. He okay. did his best with what he was given. I dare say he elevated the material uh, at times. <laughs> and we continue to stand. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. I'm giving it to Leslie Mann. Leslie, get yourself some new roles, new perhaps new husband, new agent, and um, Hell yeah. get back into the game because you're Please. so good and I love you. She really is. She could do uh, rom-coms and not Judd ones, you know? Right. Like, yep. yeah. Important yeah, damn. Yeah. Um, I thought Thomas Hayden Church was a great D-bag villain. I was like, yeah. love this. Solid stuff from those main three. <laughs> yes. They did what Slate. they had to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Very quickly, our weekly question. What scene would you choose as Brendan Fraser's Oscar reel? Amelia. I think that maybe it should just be like a super cut of him speaking in third person. You know, <laughs> why not? Because he does a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, I tried to find the cringiest scene, which is a, a difficult task. And honestly, I think it's his introduction when he's fighting <laughs> the lion and he like spins it. And stuff. Although there was one scene that I also really laughed at, which is when he's doing the vine tricks and he's swinging back and forth on the vine and he's like, look at me. And it's like all uh, these like yeah. increasingly like gravity defying swinging. Oh, that is a good one. Uh, yeah. I thought that was really funny. But mm-hmm. it, I think I probably would have to go with him fighting the lion. It's just uniquely cringe. And I like yeah. to think about them playing that and then cutting to all the other nominees. 
Yeah. Uh, and just like waiting for if he won with that. So Yeah. We have a couple more weeks until the Oscars, right? So we'll do one or two more movies maybe. We'll see. If we're inspired, the pickings are getting slimmer. Yeah. They are. And less tea time core. So agree. We'll it's true. Okay, tea time's unanswerable questions. Last category, Kate, what's your question? Again, awards season inspired. Andrew Garfield, I believe at the SAG Awards, gave a lovely little speech about Sally Field. He was like presenting her with some sort of award. And his speech kind of went viral. It was just very like, you know, heartfelt and funny at times and just kind of like exactly what you want someone to say about you if Mm -hmm. they're Andrew Garfield presenting you with an award. Um, And my unanswerable question is, what celebrity would you choose to give you like some sort of honorary lifetime achievement award if they had to give a speech about you and how they know you and how great you are? Wow. What celebrity or what like kind of celebrity would you choose to give your speech? I feel like you could go like two routes with this. Like I've seen more Jennifer Coolidge award speeches in the last several months than I've ever (laughs) seen of her ever. And so I'm like her dedication to Mike White at the whatever award that was. Um, Yes. Thank you. The Golden Globes was like hilarious, got everyone captivated. And then she Mm -hmm. said like two or three sentences of like really sweet stuff, how he changed his life. And I feel like that hit, but that's more funny. And I feel like if then you go the other route of like, if Meryl Streep says you're a great person, like everyone in the room would be like, oh my God, you're like, that's that's where I ended up too. That's where I ended up. Okay. So here also are my thinking of the two lanes. Mm -hmm. One, which is where I ended up was like, there's almost no better feeling than like an older person that everyone respects being like, this person is great. It's like in school when like your teachers would, it's some teacher that you really liked would like talk to your parents and be like, Kate has been a delight to have in class. She's so bright (laughs) and so full of potential. Like I need, I think I need that in my life. Like I miss having older people talk about that I'm great and full of potential. So I I was like, who, who is like funny and smart and has Meryl Streep energy and like English teacher energy who could like mm-hmm. talk about how I'm great. And I ended up on like Emma Thompson. Oh, mm. classic like, Kate moves. You know, I just feel like people, if Emma Thompson's like, she's great. People are like, you're right, Emma Thompson. She's great. <laughs> However, I also was tempted by the Drake Rihanna situation. Oh, Drake gave us one speech about Rihanna in 2016, <laughs> presenting her with the Video Vanguard Award to VMAs. And people are like, he's obsessed with her and in love with her and he will never get over the, get over her. And that has followed him for like oh, seven years. Oh, interesting. And I was like, should I have some, like, do I want Andrew Garfield to talk about me and hype me up and be like, I've been in love with her for seven years and like have wow. that follow him for the rest of his life? Do I want to link myself to a celebrity in that way with Ooh. this opportunity? That's yeah. a great point. Do I want Harry Styles to be like <laughs> obsessed with me via speech? It's, it's an opportunity that I, I'm not sure I can pass up. Oh, you know? that's funny. That's Thoughts? a great point. Amelia, which one would you go with? Oh, what my God. would you go? Well, see, I was just going to go like the fun, like Liz said, Jennifer Coolidge, yeah. kind of mm. funny, but, but also sweet at the But do you want Jennifer Coolidge end, to but... steal your moment? That is Do you want Jennifer point. Coolidge to go viral God. for being funny? You know? Yeah, that's a great point. That's, that's a all. Great I'm like, point. maybe Harry Styles is too famous. Maybe I go with someone, again, like Emma Thompson or like Olivia Coleman, who like isn't going to go viral for how famous they are. It's still going to be about me. It's going to be about you. I put a lot of thought like into this that. this morning. While no, I was this is great. This is a great question. <laughs> um, okay, we're putting a pin in that okay. until we all get award shows for a lifetime achievement. <laughs> right. And then we'll talk about then. <laughs> okay, my question is two parts. My, my main question is, where does Drew Barrymore's messy home rank in the messy celeb, you know, home pantheon? And mm. then as a side question, which I'll explain is, do we want an ET sequel? So Drew Barrymore <laughs> went on TikTok <laughs> And did like a, I, I didn't even know this was a trend. It's like film your house before you clean it, after you clean it. And wow. so she does a pretty like extensive tour of, I believe maybe her, it looked like a brownstone or some kind of like cool New York place. Yeah. Um, it's filled with antique paintings, like pinks, creams, like very much like, like women live there. And there's like this <laughs> real great feminine energy because she's got two daughters and her, I think, living in that um, home. Papers filled everywhere. Things everywhere. So I'm curious about your thoughts on like where she ranks. But then alternatively, she like scans really quickly. And there, there's a, like a lot of papers. Granted, she works with scripts. So maybe that counts. But she pans and there's a giant E.T. script on her floor kind of hanging out with a bunch of other stuff. And everyone's like, why would this be out randomly after all these years? And they're like, oh, my God, it's a sequel. Oh, my God. She's got like a first pass at whatever. So mm-hmm. I posed those two questions to you, too. Did you guys see this video? 
Yes. Good. I'm looking I, at it now. Yeah. I appreciate that it's a messy home and not a dirty home. Oh, mm, which was the Julia Fox situation. <laughs> right, like right. Julia Fox had um, mice. Whereas. <laughs> yeah, not good. Whereas Drew Barrymore's house looks like me when I'm like trying to decide on an outfit before I go to dinner uh, and I'm like yes. running late. And you yes. leave everything out and you leave your makeup out and you leave your clothes out. True, yeah. And yeah, but like this is relatable clutter other than yes. like all the things that clearly have been sent to her uh, for free. <laughs> yeah. um, but so I, it's definitely like in the messy home pantheon, but like you can tell that it's like not always like that. It seems right. You know? Messy, not dirty is a big distinction. You're totally right. That is so true. Okay. That do you want an so AT true. sequel? Do you care no. about E.T.? Okay. Not at all. <laughs> E.T. is creepy. Imagine like a 2024 CGI E.T. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, no thanks. We don't need that. We don't need we like don't. the yassification of E.T. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, thank you. Sorry. Okay. Amelia, do you want an E.T. Yeah. sequel? Do you have thoughts? Does anyone here? <sighs> you know, I've never really been into E.T. I'm just like, I don't understand why it was ever bit. No, f- I'm sorry. That's really it's rude. It's before but our time, I would say. I guess. Yeah, I think you're How right. How dare you and- say that about E.T.? Oh, yeah. ET stands are going to come fighting words. Um, no, it was too far before our time. It, yeah. And it really again, was. it's creepy. It was creepy. It, it just looks weird now. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like he went to his home planet. Sorry, yeah. spoiler. But like, okay, he did? cool. Right? In the end? I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoil it. <laughs> I think I'm sorry. So. You can't spoil ET. He doesn't live so in peace old. on Earth. I know. So he's like, that. he gets sick and he's like, I need to go home. That's I actually why he's didn't like, know that. You know, phoning home. I'm going to have to do some research. All good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that is the episode for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. Thank you to Amelia Wedemeyer for just putting the pot on her back and so explaining true. what's happening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kidawa. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.